Welcome to the Religiously Offensive Podcast. Right oh, it's, now. Yeah, yep. Have you seen Handmaid's Tale? <laughs> we were just talking about that with Luke's hat. It's a yeah. great. It's a so great first, first of all, for the people for, for, that have seen it. Luke, oh, now that we're live, Luke, I see what we're doing. Luke needs to show everyone what that looked like because it was funny. You're right. Yeah. Here we go. So oh, Luke, but that wasn't even my point. So yeah, yes, Luke has a bucket hat. And so when he does this, he, puts the headphones on. he for sure looks like a handmaid. <laughs> but you know who he really looks like? No, that is a bonnet. Mr. Waterford. <laughs> oh, no. I don't oh. like that. He looks like Mr. Waterford. I don't know who that just is. Just like in, gener- in is general? Is that the sketch, dude? He's just got darker features. But is it from the movie? No. He's or the from villain. The show? He's the villain. I don't oh, like that. Wow. He's yeah. the bad guy. He's the worst guy. It could He's be a Halloween guy. thing for you. I hate to see it. That's true. Sydney could be a handmaid. Handmaid. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Do not make her be Serena. I mean, no, she'd have to be the. I'm just saying. She'd have to be the. That right there. Okay. What's her name? That's 100% Offer. fantastic couples uh, costume. No, yeah, it's a great couple. You guys would sure. crush it. What yeah, is, that is it? Is it the dude and then the handmaid? But look at that. That's that's pretty much Doyle. Sorry just for you people who can't see this. Also could be good for the bedroom. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> if you're into that, I don't like, it up. I don't like that. I know you don't. I get it. I get it. I'm gonna switch from handmaid to Justin Crocodile Dundee. It first mate. First mate. Good <laughs> <laughs> job. Handmaid to first mate. Like Jack Sparrow era, though. Not like current. Did you know that hat was a convertible when you bought it? <laughs> no. But talk about Just so stuff. versatile. Convertible. Jack Sparrow era. Is, is that what you were what asking? I was going for. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Nice. Nice. So we're going golf. That's why three of us are in polos and one of us is not going because let's just not talk about it. <laughs> we don't like to do things without everyone. So this is a tough pill. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. You know. <laughs> really tough. You get it. However, you can't go golfing. And this is this is a personal opinion. Without a bucket hat. <laughs> I mean, I go all the time without one. Except I've today, but every time, hat. every time I kind of wish I had one. The first day, because it it covers your head from the sun a little bit. It makes it ten degrees cooler. Yeah, you're gonna I, enjoy I, it. I think, yeah, maybe. And your I, golf I like game's that the, gonna be great. Like, see, usually golf, like any baseball caps, are normally a little tighter on your head, and anytime right. that is, it almost like it keeps the heat in and sweat so, enhances. Yeah, and these are kind of made to to breathe, let the head breathe. You know, I'm really excited. Good for life advice. Yeah, let the head breathe. It's gonna be great. You just let it breathe. Let it breathe. Fantastic song. That's it. also an extended let version. I would. That's not. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> little little. Let it breathe. All right, looks a little confused. I'll send it to him. <laughs> no, I think everyone else is confused. Yeah. Well, I don't think. I think everyone else knows you're confused. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's clearly not. He's how clearly that goes. singing about bucket hats. Yes, that's. <laughs> Yeah, and that wasn't really the point. The point was your. It, it doesn't matter. No, I, um, I know. I get it. Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't know if you do. Okay, I, I get it. All right. Um, <laughs> so you'll get it when I say you get it, boy. <laughs> Today, wanted to go through um, just some. It's kind of a, a little 
more laid back. Not that it's not always laid back, but uh, there there are some things that people post on this subreddit called Open Christian, which I did post to yesterday, just kind of telling people about the podcast. But showtime. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I really like this forum because it's it's really called like progressive Christianity is what like their title kind of is, but it's it's our Open Christian is what the the sub subreddit name is. Um, but basically it's like a lot of people asking a lot of these questions that we do. Um, but then, you know, there's just people like personally go on here just kind of looking for guidance or, um, you know, just people's perspectives on things. Um, so there's this one here. It's, it's funny. Must be a good sandwich is the name of the title, you know, cause people don't always title stuff exactly what it, but basically what someone posted is a letter that, uh, this business got, you know how like businesses will like name their stuff funny things like their their menu items like, like restaurants and grabbers yeah you know like like uh moe's has like their like home record or Chiba Hut. Like, how is japango joey <laughs> i have a, re- a review i say that because they have like a sushi box they call it a, a bitch box they do and What's that's the, confirmed i don't know what any of this is Japango, the, they sell like boba tea you you went there yesterday boba tea gabby gave me a wreck for date night it's called japango Japango with a J, correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's so you want you want all right. Here's the rundown. I want the review. Yeah. What you kind? Pull. What what? Uh, is it a certain type of food, or is it like is it Asian food, or is it is it just like sushi? There was sushi. Like there was the little like macaroons. Oh yeah. Is that type of spot with boba tea? They're mostly Are known for their like boba Asian? tea and stuff. Boba tea's gross. I don't think so. That's what confused me. Hot take. I oh. I like I don't like the tapioca pearls, but I like the popping pearls. Popping pearls. Yeah, because you can get those flavored. Like I get the pomegranate usually. So I don't know. What so when you bite into them, flavor. you get like a pomegranate flavor. Well, we just get I made was I, it like I, a little I, chewy ball that just kind of takes on the flavor of whatever. I could right. maybe <sighs> so good. Dude. I could maybe get on board with what you just said, but the tapioca balls are gross. Yeah, I don't like those. It much. tastes yeah, like dried it, it. Tastes like a loogie. Yes, I tried it when it like tastes when it was first became a thing over here. I tried it back in like 2007. The review 2007 when I lived here. I'll never forget the year. Yeah, let's get to the review. We pull up to Japango. <laughs> There's three parking spaces. Like Django and Topango. I don't know what. Word. I know. Topanga. Is this a chain or is it a one? It's right one off of East Colonial, yeah. Yeah, tough to get to. Yeah. But in my head, because I didn't look at any pics, I was envisioning like a popping place, bunch of people, super popular. You walk in, it's like the size of this room. Mm-hmm. Nothing but black walls. Like painted black like this. Not one thing hanging on the walls. (laughs) Kind of love that though. Solid black walls. Nothing. No music playing. No one was in there. Minimalism. Hmm. And I was like. What time was it? uh, Five. Prime time. Hmm. Right after work, baby. So at what point were you starting to question Gabby? (laughs) Well, immediately (laughs) I was like, I'm confused. Am I in the right did I go to the right Japan? And then like, I, plot twist. We get to the counter. poker ring. And the, the like, cashier guy is like, he's like a 24-year-old. He he just doesn't, he's like, bro, what do you want? Like, yeah. he's one of those. <laughs> one of those. Sydney, Sydney, classic Sydney. She's like, what do you, what do you recommend? recommend? And he's oh, like, boy. I've only had, like, the strawberry one. <laughs> it, she's it, like, just, okay. Just doubled his annoyance when yeah. she said, yeah. what do you recommend? So, See, like, I'll ask that, but I, 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 like, read the person, right? I'm just like, is this person going to receive my question well? Yeah. If not, I don't ask it. After that question, we were like, okay, no further questions. No further <laughs> questions, Your Honor. And so she got a, she got the tarot 
It's like purple. Mm-hmm. Have you know what I'm talking about? Not at all. There's levels to this boba tea stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I got the vanilla chai. Yes. And so they make it. The cups are sick. Mm-hmm. The whole experience yeah. changed when I took the first sip. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I wanted to buy another one. Beautiful. So, how, how much was it for one? Like for one, like, like five, six bucks. Yeah. yeah. And then how many ounces? Like ballpark. Starbucks. It's oh, it's big. Tall, taller than yeah. this. Probably like a good twenty plus ounces. Yeah. Mm. You get a good at least it, twenty ounces. It was fire. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna lie. Big gulp. Yeah. Did you eat there too? No, no. You just got. I've only heard like I've only heard about them through their boba. I haven't like heard anything about their food. Yeah, I would easily drink that every day. <laughs> like, it was, was phenomenal. I was telling you, I had a uh, roommate in college. Shout out to Boboda. Oh yeah. And Buddy bought all the ingredients to make boba tea like every night. And you just the tapioca pearls are like. Universal. I hate those. And then you just so you put them in. You just you boil them. I'm pretty sure and soften them. And then you make your mixture like in a blender. Dude was a legend. Are the for that. sizes universal too for those? Is it all the same? And then you just get the same size straw. I'm just saying. Like it well, you need suck. the big straws. Yeah, well, it would yeah, suck yeah. if like you, you, got a, you got a straw that was like either too big or too small, and you couldn't suck them up into the straw. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking the there's size. a manufacturer out there that uh, sells it's the proper room. straws with the proper Yeah, it's like, pearls. is it like a propane tank where they're all the same size? Or is it like there's different sizes? I don't know. I don't know. Would I, all, all around, good experience. Underwhelmed with the ambiance. <laughs> customer service could have been better. <laughs> but the product. So 4.2. That's uh, high praise. I mean, what are we doing? That's Dave Portnoy. Like okay, one bite. Everyone Bro, knows the rules. You could start. You could be the boba tea review guy. <laughs> Is this my calling? <laughs> I gotta go. Before you know it, you're just traveling the country. Boba tea is probably not as sampling boba tea. I don't know. You might be onto something. Boba Luke. Boba Boba Boy. Boba there Luke. That's like instead of Boba Lou. Boba Boy. I have a superhero. That's not costume. even hard to say at all. Boba Luke. Boba Boy. Yeah. Boba boy. Anyway, so you know how restaurants <laughs> uh, call their stuff weird things, you know, right? Like, sure. It's just whatever, right? You've seen those menu items. Um, this was a church that was writing to this uh, restaurant because of what they called one of their things. It's a bridge bakehouse. Uh, the church the, is writing to the restaurant? Yeah. Okay. To the proprietors of the bridge bakehouse. Proprietors. To whom it may concern, we have been appointed by a number of members of the parish of Whaley Bridge Holy Trinity Church. Mm, this is Louisiana. What a name. Call them BS right there. Uh, of the parish of... No, I think some, some churches are just called parishes depending appointed. on what... No, a parish is a county. By whom? No, but churches are called parishes too. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't the parish yes, where the you are? you are lives? correct. Parishes or counties are called parishes in Louisiana, but it's uh, this is... Not that. Yeah. You lived in a parish, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, so neat. Fun fact. Yeah. Um, wait, so we've been appointed by the members of, it, you know, they just start out with some political stuff, and they said, to contact you regarding your sandwich named Jesus Christ. Stop. Jesus Is this, Christ. So wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, need I can know. already see where this is going, and I love it. <laughs> I, need it to, I need to know if this is like. What Reddit is? is I've heard of real this, life. But, this happened. Well, this is a real letter. Make this up. This is a real letter. A church sent to this place because they were offended at the, what they called their sandwich. sacrilegious. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, funny because yeah. that place I told you guys about that me and Rachel went to a couple months ago is called Grilled Jesus. 
<laughs> I love it so much. How do they spell it? That's so good. C H E E Z U S. Interesting. We're at work to make Jesus and his ways known and to protect fellow Christians from discrimination and have the freedom to live and speak for him. As you will no doubt be aware, the slant on the name Jesus Christ is an insult to Christianity <laughs> is seen in the eyes of the law as discrimination against Christians. <laughs> Our members have instructed us to write you to ask you to remove this. This is like comes from someone who doesn't want to write this letter. Right like, he's just like, he's not owning it at all. He's like, Our members have instructed us <laughs> to write you. To Dude, ask I bet you, you to remove did. the sandwich name Jesus Christ, he keeps saying it, from your menu. <laughs> Although our clients would prefer this matter out, outside of the courts. Oh, my gosh. There is clearly a case to answer here. Everyone in the United Kingdom, oh, it's in the U.K., has the right to their beliefs without fear of discrimination. It's a basic human right to all institutions, including businesses, have a duty to abide and protect. To ensure we do not take this matter further, we propose you do the following steps. Issue a public apology <laughs> on your internet platforms, social media, website, etc. Within three working days of the day of this letter, remove the sandwich name and all mention of it from your menus with t- within 10 working days of this day of this letter. Remove any mention of the name Jesus Christ from your sign standing in the Whaley Bridge Parish uh, within 30 working days of the day of this letter. It, so it may be like a town or something. Make a donation. Oh, my gosh. Make a donation of 300 euro. To the Holy Trinity Church within 30 working no days of this way. To reiterate, our clients do not wish to take this further, but feel they will need to, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, if action is not taken. As oh, fellow good standing citizens of the village of Whaley Bridge, we are confident you will make correct action without this going further. Yours truly. So this may actually have been... You start mumbling more and more as you go on. Did you not understand what it was? A little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. So... I can decipher. Sorry, not sorry. Um, so anyway, I don't. This may have been this is from Christian concern. I don't know. This this seems like some. It, without even looking at this, it almost sounds like an attorney group that's like meant to take on these stupid issues. Oh my gosh, I f- screwed my nail up playing pickleball. Anyway, you could um, also send us money. Yeah, oh I gotta love gosh. a little extortion in the name of the Lord. We propose you take the following steps. It's just like. What do you think they actually called like a members meeting to discuss it? I don't that was know. just the cop out. See, I don't even know who this letter's from Christian concern. Cause this isn't the name of the church. I think it's an advocacy agency that probably like works to try to like the church probably paid these people to be their like bulldog. Tell you what though. I bet that's a delicious sandwich. Dude, I, I want to go there. I want to go there. There's something magical. Transport you straight cheese. to the kingdom of heaven. Here's the question. Dipping it in some tomato soup. Do you make, soup? Do you make grilled cheese with mm. butter or mayonnaise? Usually I d- butter. I either. I like that. Traditionally butter, but I kind of want to try the mayonnaise. Is it either so or good. either? <laughs> Both. Both of them. Okay. There was this grilled cheese spot. I know this is kind of a whatever. <clears throat> but the gourmet grilled cheese is not whatever. If it's about grilled cheese. I, thank you for Why have we that. not had a grilled cheese day here? That's so true. It's been a long time. We used to remember? A, a burner. Well, Back in the day when we had oh, that stovetop. The old office. Mm-hmm. We need, so it's like, it. we can just put it in the toaster oven now. It's easier. Oh, Buffalo. It's good. It's good and we don't even have to go through all that. Forget about oh. it. Oh. Yeah. I was, I was about at to, that point. You were there. I was about to be like. So, so, he, so here's the deal. Is at that point, is it, at that point, is it a grilled <laughs> yeah. cheese or is it a panini at that point? Right? Because you're adding meat. Like grilled cheese is like cheese, right? I think this is another classic square rectangle. 
Yeah, but I think in order to be loyal, a panini to like is the original pressed. grilled cheese, like a panini can go under a the umbrella of a grilled cheese. Yeah, but then you then you could call it like a toasted sandwich. I mean, what's the sure. difference between that? That's and the like, same thing as a grilled cheese. Yeah. Syn- that's not synonymous. True. Yeah, it is. All right, grilled cheese. Technically, okay. grilled doesn't make sense I'm unless gonna, it's on a grill. I'm going to die on this hill. That's true. I'm going to say. Who I'm actually say, puts? The I'm going to say grilled cheese grill. is just cheese. And if you add anything else to it, just call something different. Mm-mm. Uh, there's a flaw in grilled cheese as it is. All right. So I think the best grilled cheese are the ones <laughs> yeah, with like you're on nine different footing, cheeses. I would say. All right. Forget it, this. No, I'm with you on that. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying there's room for. No, we're disagreeing. I think yeah. you should absolutely throw a little protein on that. You grilled should throw cheese. some buff chicken on everything. Yeah, I agree. I, okay. The Thank you. Thank what you. was the mm, speak it? The one with the balsamic <laughs> glaze and do you remember Pesto. that one? That one was fire. Oh. Was it? Couple, it was. There was another one. I thought. I have a so I have a guy that's like I have a guy that's been going through all of our podcasts, like marathoning them over the last like week and a half. Shout out that guy, and he keeps yeah. texting me because he wants to be on. I'm gonna have him on because he's like <laughs> he's like really solid. Like, dude, I mean, this dude, he's like on Your our fans. he's on our wavelength, right? With all the crap that we, you know, what's look, his name? Eric Hill. Shout out to Eric. Ooh, shout Eric. out. Eric e Hill, baby. Man. But but he's just like he but he also is like he was just in Mexico for seven weeks, like preaching the gospel and stuff. What a beast. But he's also like willing to talk all the vulgar shit with us. <laughs> what a guy. So I mean I I, I yeah, so he's just like he's just he's a he's a great dude. But he's also a really good like chef. Like he's a good cook. Ooh. Like he makes his own hot sauce, makes and bottles his own hot sauce. He like does all kinds of stuff. Okay. Well, in, in order for him to be on, he has to bring us some hot sauce. Yeah. Well, he'll, he'll gladly do that. I and love he has that. To complete the hot ones challenge. He's done it. He's done it already. Right. He did one that had, he, 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 did, he did one that had 10 sauces. He told me, cause he did listen to the one we did and then he well, brought the, it up. I mean, that's like the actual show that yeah. couldn't do it. I couldn't do it either. Because my, my problem, there was such, what, what, what wow. pissed me off about that was there was such a leap between medium and last dab. It was just. Well, I'm sure when you have all 10, it's not as big of a leap. I would imagine it's worse. Imagine He's, having he to said, step down. He said the worst the one, he said dab. the worst one was nine. The one before the last dab was the worst one. Mm. Yeah. Imagine Traditionally that. on the actual show, it's the eighth one that usually just absolutely destroys people. It's called the bomb. Cause that may be, the, that may, cause that may be the first like big leap. That throws me back. That may be the first bomb? like big, like whatever hot leap or whatever, you know, have you ever seen Impractical Jokers? I have. I, I love I that show. I can't stand that show. That show is Everything. Honestly, it makes sense that you like that show. Your humor is very similar. <laughs> just I can't stand it. It is just. I've never really watched a lot of. of it. I know the premise. one of the I think episodes. They're so annoying. I think episodes. I think some of them are good. Like some of them are stupid, but it's just a bunch of like dads like doing dad jokes <laughs> to people. Had, like, he had to get just, someone to say you to bomb, and so that's what just reminded me of it. So funny. That's funny. You da bomb. Yeah, but I I do I do like some of their stuff. Um. Yeah, so going on to the next one, now that we spent 15 minutes talking about grilled cheese. Worth um, it. Am I a horrible person if I sometimes wish I were an atheist? Uh, it took a turn. I feel yeah. like I feel like the worst. <laughs> grilled cheese to atheist real quick. Well, yeah, one softball question, and then it's just like 99 just. down the middle. <laughs> Hey, that's how you I roll. No, actually, this is right up my alley. <laughs> that is so funny. 99 right oh, up Justin's alley. Oh, my gosh. So All now right. that we finished our conversation on grilled cheese, 
<laughs> well, <laughs> you know me. I'm I'm the best with transitions. That was great. Um, I feel like the worst Christian in the world for this, and maybe I am, but sometimes I don't like being a Christian. I know my self-esteem would be higher if I were an atheist. If I didn't believe any sins were bad and could say, eh, I'm a good person, I still wouldn't like myself, but I wouldn't feel disgusting for my sins. If I were an atheist, mm. I wouldn't have to wonder about hard stuff like, do good people who are non-believers really deserve the same hell as Hitler? Or why did God punish all of Egypt for Pharaoh's sins? Or what even is the deal with pedestrians versus or predestination versus free will? Or all the other difficult questions that haunt me, I could just live my life. I love God, and I feel terrible even thinking about this when I know that he has provided for me, but it's so hard. Am I alone? Am I just a terrible Christian? That's awesome. I love that. The the no, like the brutal honesty is like refreshing. Is, yeah, it is. Yeah, well, that's really so cool. what are they saying in that first part? They're saying they wish they were an atheist, so they don't feel bad for anything they do the, that's sinful. The, he's saying that shame is just, even if you're an atheist, you don't feel you still have a conscience. Like that's yeah, fair. but it's just like he feels that like the release of being an atheist to where like I don't even have to worry about all these questions. Like if I just am an atheist and I don't like, then I don't even need to worry about like, okay, why did God do this? Why did God do this? Why did? Oh, God, no, you know? I don't think that's how it works though. You can't just be like, all right, yep, I'm an atheist. I don't worry about that stuff. Like if you, if your mind's thinking that stuff, you're still going to think that stuff regardless like so of what good you're and bad. Well, no, but then, it, but then what you're saying is if you believe that God is real, then you naturally have those questions. Like, why did God do this? If you don't believe there is a God, then it's like, well, things just happen. Like evolution, evolution took There's its no course. Reason, there yeah. is no impact. There's no spiritual, any kind of impact on anyone. The reasons why people do stuff. There's no moral standard for anything. So I just feel like that's hard thing to just things like, just happen. Just like switch. Mm-hmm. Well, it's probably someone no, 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 that grew no, up. No, but in he's the saying he's saying he's envious of people that have no, don't worry about those things, right? So that's why he's saying, like, oh, I wish sometimes I was just an atheist. And he's probably not even – he's probably not speaking truly like atheist. He's probably talking more just like a like an agnostic position or just a position of, like, I don't know what's out there, but – or maybe not. Maybe I'm reading in too much. I, I resonate with that a lot because, like, a thought I've had recently is when you really break down, like, what the Bible actually is, it's a collection of stories and books written by people who had – real relationships with God or people who would claim they had real relationships with God. And it's like, I think about verses that say like Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, forever. And like, God doesn't change. He's still the same God. And it's like, I think sometimes it's too easy to get obsessed or to always look at someone else's experience with God and just read their experience than to like actually go on that adventure and find it for yourself and then write your own book about what you found. Cause I think it's just like when I, I just read all these other <clears throat> books written by people, it's like when I read the Bible, it's like, I want to experience this kind of stuff. If this is possible and this is who God really is. And it's like, we spend all of our time reading other people's experience with God instead of like going straight to the source and, and wrestling it out yourself. Mm-hmm. How much of the Bible is their exact experience versus like, like let's just stay to like the letters in the new Testament. Like from Paul. Yeah. Like when you, when you read those, how much of it is Paul saying, this is what I experienced. Well, to me, it's, it's Paul's processing of his relationship a with God and then his relationship with 
the people that he's kind of over overseeing. But to me, it's still like he had an encounter and then developed this relationship with God that changed his life and then led him to now essentially write his version of the story. And then we look at it now and we include it in the Bible and, you know, goes through the canon of script, what, that whole process. But like, to me, it's still like when he writes it and I sure there's the, the argument of like, it's all inspired by the Holy spirit, but end of the day. Okay. So then same Holy spirit, like, I don't know. I just think we just buy these people's version and not saying it's like a different version of Christianity, but it's like, I just wish it was more common or accepted to just like encourage people to like, go find them and, and start to journal and figure out like what he's speaking to you or what you feel like he's saying or whatever. Like, it's like, I don't know. I think people get nervous cause they're just like, well, they're going to end up in like crazy town if they do that. It's like, okay, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But I end of the that, day, I think that's great. I think, but the other, like, the the point, I guess, that I would speak on is that it's not just Paul's experience. Like, I guess I'm just saying I hope you, the like, we can't undermine the fact that it is Holy Spirit inspired. If it was just Paul, like, like, it's funny because in some letters he writes, like, this is not from, like, this is just my opinion, strictly. And then other times he's like, he doesn't say that. So my thought is, if, if you just read the Bible through the lens of this is for this person only, then I feel like you're missing out on. I'm Yeah, no, I'm not. I guess I'm not saying it's just for him, but it was like, it was, <clears throat> we're reading like his account and his, and his experience with God and then ultimately his relationship with people and the way that all fleshed out. I also, guess not saying also that we with, need to add uh, to the Bible, but it's just like if people just had more freedom to just say like, go get, get alone and get away with God, go inward and start really like thinking about these things mm -hmm. and thinking about what you should be doing. Not necessarily like in terms of vocationally, mm -hmm. but just as a, a human, how you should treat people, you know, how to handle adversity or conflict. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. It's great. It's great to read like, self-help books and things like that. And it's, I guess it's, I don't know. I just have this thing in me that it's just like, I, I want to go straight to the source and get it from him. Cause that's yeah. what these people did. And if, right. and if it's the same God, then why can't I do it? So, but think about, think about it like this. You're right. And that same God that they got it from also inspired this book that we get. So it's like, I think it's, Yes, you should 100% pursue the source of it, but also that source is where this book came from. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's neglect one and pursue the other. I mean, may, maybe, but I, I'm saying, yeah, don't just undermine the Bible because it was a bunch of humans. Well, like it's also from God, so the source right. of what you're pursuing created this. Well, and I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I guess, I guess. I'm trying to uh, get more at the, the reality of like, I feel like all we do is tell people to just go back to the Bible, go right. back to the Bible. <laughs> no, and it's I like, agree. I think yeah, it's a yeah. great reference and it's great to read other people's account, but it's like, it's still so fascinating to me that Jesus never felt the need to write 
any part of the book. Like he mm-hmm. was a human. He could have just written a couple chapters. Like mm-hmm. he didn't, he didn't, he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Or at least not that we know of. And it's like, it's not, I'm not saying the book is bad or wrong or you shouldn't, you know, study it. I think it's an incredible book that will change your life. What if you was the, What do you think it was though then? Like, I mean, at that time they didn't, did they think they were writing a sacred book or did, or did they think they were just like recounting the life of Jesus? Like the ones who wrote the gospels. Did they feel like they, they were, they being didn't inspired? feel like they were all like, they didn't know like, Hey, we're all coming together and writing. Yeah, I mean, who book. knows what their intention like, was. That was, yeah. that was assembled later. Well, that's, what's crazy about it. So it's like, Jesus they is like, he didn't know. really, why would he have a need to write an autobiography or like write himself? I guess. Well, cause my he, thing he is probably like, thought like he could be more so important. He probably thought he could be more effective in front of a crowd than like sitting there writing. Well, he also probably knew that it was going to be written. Maybe <clears throat> I would also. I, I mean, mean you know, I don't know. I guess just playing. Yeah, you know what? The, the most the most interesting thing to me is, and it's just like I mean, it, it makes it it makes me you know still wonder. Like I know that Jesus was popular in the region at the time, but like it's almost like you know when someone dies, how they're like you know their memory is bigger than their life was. Right? It's like. Mm-hmm. why didn't, I mean, why did we have to wait decades, you know, before someone wrote this stuff down? Like, mm-hmm. Why didn't someone write it down while he was living? Sure. That I'm, I'm always wondering that. I, yeah, I know. I, I, I think it's a super like unpopular opinion and probably a lot of people, probably oh, every Christian would disagree with me, but it's just like, we're still just choosing to believe by faith that that book was written by God. Right. And so it's like, we don't know that it was inspired by God. We, we choose to believe that by faith, mm-hmm. the sure. Christians do. Yeah. And I think that's, I've said it a million times, but I think that's where I'm at now. It's like, I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll go to hell for this, but it's like that the hoping to believe by faith, is just not enough for me. Like, yeah, I, well, I, I want mean, to know the book doesn't save you. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, but, we, I mean we've talked about this you'll before. Never know. Yeah. But I think it's possible to know. Like, that's why I think when these people wrote this book, like gave up their lives, like I think these people knew that God was real and that was God or to them it was. Yeah. But um, right. yeah. So, I so think to them, it they was. didn't, but I, even, and I, and even if it's not like actual objective truth law of the universe, the conviction that they, that level of conviction that they were at where it was actually like no other choice, but to actually lay my life down and devote everything to the pursuit of this Mm-hmm. God, man, or whatever you want to call it. It's like, that's the level that I w- want to be at. Cause my whole life I've been like, kind of mostly like in, you know, I've kind of, you know, ebbed and flowed a little bit times where I was a little more in and times maybe a little less, but I was never at a place where I was just like, <clears throat> take my whole life and I'll never look back. I mean, I've had many date, like many times at an altar, like where I was just like, this is it. I'm for real this time. I'm not mm-hmm. going to make any more mistakes. And it's like, Hey, that's just not even the right perspective. Right. But <clears throat> it's like, I never got to a point where I really was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want anything else but him. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> that's different than a hundred percent without a doubt. I because think- I, I, I would say that I'm to the point where I, I will the rest of my life, is the Lord's right. But I, how do I know, or how can I portray to someone else that a hundred percent without a doubt through my experience, I know that 
You know what I mean? So it's difficult That's to like. I think it's an experience that you you won't find. Like, I think I think uh, a lot of teachers and pastors, whether they say it directly or they say it through their actions or beating around the bush, it's like I you can't find God. You can't find like you can't experience that through the book. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's to mm, me, it's. Debatable. I read the I read the book, and it's like I, I mean, I, I feel like broken records always say this, but it's like I read the book. It says, "Be still and know that I am God." And then it's like I read the book, and all these people witnessed miracles to the point where it's like, like I think those people knew that that was God because yeah, they saw saying, what miracles I'm saying, of just absurd what proportions. I'm saying, what I'm saying, Luke, the experience is going to bring you personally to certainty. Is like you can't you can't just read a book and get to a hundred percent. I would disagree. Why? Well, I think so. You're taking the Holy you Spirit have to out of it. You're the taking Spirit Jesus in the book. It. Jesus is the Word. It's all. It's all. Uh, yeah, but you're talking about you're talking about an intellectual words on a page. I'm talking a, about the Holy Spirit inspired God. Yeah, but that's a, you. Ex, you have to experience something. You can't just read the book. Why can't that be an experience? I don't know. I think some people what are if satisfied. like a revelation? Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm not saying. I think some people are satisfied. There's no clear cut path to someone experiencing at some point, God. At some point, it translates to experience, though. Yeah, that could be their experience. No, but what, yeah, but what I'm saying is like, you can't just take someone. Someone is not just going to read that and just say, based on the facts and empirical data represented in this historical text, I now believe. Because well, no, but they no can open it and read a verse that could change their life forever. Sure. But then, but then what I'm saying is that they're experiencing the Holy spirit or Jesus like for themselves at that point. It, yeah. It, through it, that experience. Yeah. Well, I just think, but, when it, you but actually it has read... to go beyond the book. Like the book may have prompted it, but it, it can't just, I, I guess, just, I, just I guess think... we're just, I don't, I don't know if you're understanding what I'm when saying. I, I, I think I'll we're say saying like the same thing. When Jesus was actually alive, walking the earth, when he was, introducing people to the kingdom of heaven or whatever you want to call it, like his three and a half years of ministry. It's like he is going to people sometimes in a, on a, in a corporate setting, sometimes individually. And he is either like performing miracles that cannot be explained and that are undeniable, or he's revealing like information about someone like the, the woman at the well, that's like, who are you? How could you possibly know this? Right. Yeah. And like, he wasn't trying to just reason people or like hit the apologetics route to like, Hey, like this is probably our best bet for like a God. If there's an afterlife and da 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 da. it's like, he's like, no, no, no. Forget all of human reasoning. Boom. Heaven, like boom, things that you can't explain. Like, and then the Bible says like signs and wonders will follow those who believe. And Jesus says, you will do greater things. And it's like, I think that's why, there's this crisis of like call it crisis of faith or whatever, but it's like something, something is not adding up because either the book got it wrong or we're messing something up because this is meant to be a life defined or marked by the supernatural, by miracles. Like, like God's solution for a broken arm is miraculous healing or for blind people is a miraculous healing where his eyes just open. He can see now it's not like Elon Musk making Neuralink and we rewire your brain and figure out how to turn the eyes back on. It's like, <clears throat> and not saying that Elon, like yeah, but Jesus, Jesus could have walked around healing every person and he didn't. Sure. Sure. But so think about, I'm just saying though, about, those people had experiences that were like now, 
let me like wait, we wait, just wait. say so, the experience so, is like read the book and hope. No, no, no. The so there's like let's take the Red Sea miracle. Yeah. Everyone saw that, mm-hmm. and then still they didn't follow God. Right. So there's that too. It's not sure. like you saw those miracles and everyone was like, "Here's my life forever." Yeah. Right. So I would argue that even today we are the same because if we if we experience God or if we like you've had several experiences with God yeah. that you would say. Well, that's and tricky though because then we're getting into like a literal like. Do we literally believe that the sea opened up and the bottom of the sea dried up immediately and they walked through like that gets back to like, do we believe the Bible is a literal, like these things actually happened? Okay. Pick or another like one. Then, if you don't allegorical type of that. pick there, there's several instances where a miracle happens and people see it, experience right. it and then fall away from God. Sure, the next sure, day. Sure. So I'm just, I'm saying it's possible. Sure. I'm saying it's right. It's normal. Sure. That's the human tendency. But I guess I'm just saying it's the supernatural was always meant to be a part of this thing. It was always meant to encounter the kingdom of heaven and the miraculous. Mm-hmm. And we just either we're not living in a way that's actually allowing that to happen. Well, that 100%. Or the book I mean, I yeah, that's is worse. wrong. It's us. And it's not meant to be like that. Like, yeah. So it's like that's what I think that was the whole thing for me. It was just like I'm not. Like, I'm not devoting my life to this unless, like, we're going to actually do it and see what the scripture says is supposed to happen. People, or at I least mean, I'm going to go find God, like, on my own and figure this thing as out. As long as you have the ability for people with their bias and the way they were raised and the way they grew up and whatever to interpret the Bible in ways that favor them, you're going to have that. And that's, that's wrong. And that's just, that's the, the, that's the struggle that we deal with. And a lot of what we talk about on this podcast. So what about, uh, like, would you, would you agree with this statement that the general over <clears throat> overview of the Bible is, uh, God constantly pursuing people as people keep falling away from him? I would say it's overarching is just a redemption story according to what the book says, not necessarily what I believe, I believe about reality, but like according to the book, I think it's yeah. A redemption story where times God reveals himself to man without the man really asking for it. And then there's other times where the man will go and pursue God until he finds him. I think it's, you have Paul on the road or Saul at the time on the road to Damascus. He was going to murder Christians. Like he wasn't trying to pursue God or I guess in his version of what he thought God was. Um, and then what happened versions? Well, God just blasted him on the road to Damascus without right. him wanting to like actually know the truth. God, well, God his pursued version. him. Paul still had a decision to do what he wanted. Well, for sure. For sure. So then I think like- there's other examples where Moses went off and pursued God for just days and days and days. And then he's the burning bush, according to the scriptures, the burning bush, or when he goes up to the, to the mountain, Mount Sinai to get the 10 commandments. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think, but I think, I think ultimately, I think there's many ways to like, God can invade your life without you asking for it and change. And well, at least give you an opportunity to change or give you an opportunity to, to whatever that ultimately results in. I think there's other, ver- opportunities where if you want it bad enough, that's, I mean, that's why I think why it says, you know, you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart kind mm-hmm. of thing too. 
So I just think it's it's not necessarily an either or, but a both and, I guess, would I be guess my I'm, opinion. I'm in the camp that God is pursuing everyone, always. And so what what determines whether or not we experience God is how we respond to that. And that's what I think. What do you think about that? Like, do you believe God's pursuing I think it's possible. everyone or no? I just think there's going to be a lot of people who get to the end of their life and they're just like, yeah, I never... I never like had a revelation or felt like God was pursuing me, which is ultimately, I think again, to your point that they can do whatever they want with it. But I just try to put my, and maybe this is a stupid exercise because I'm such a limited, just like, you know, temporary being, or at least on this planet. But it's like, if, if I'm an all loving God and I have omniscience, omnipresence, omnipotence, so I can, be anywhere, know all things, have all the power. It's just like, for sure, I'm going to like, if this is my beloved creation, I'm going to show up in like undeniable ways to let them know that they matter and that they are loved. Mm -hmm. So it's like when that's not reality. But I would argue that that is reality. Well, I I guess I'm saying more of like, I'd be giving everybody the Saul on the road to Damascus treatment, where it's just like, bam, there is so much more than you realize about this earth. That's like undeniable mm-hmm. versus like, oh, if they, if they want to give their life to me, I'll like throw them some like cookie crumbs every now and then. And then like, they just keep coming back for more kind of a thing. So, but that's, that's probably a bad example. No, I get what you're saying, but I, I think, and I guess we can move on to the next question if you want, but I, I'm saying I do want God's God's like that. That is what Jesus came for. Mm-hmm. Like to show everyone, this is what it's all about. This is what I'm willing to do for you. This is why I'm you know doing what? it. I would, I'd be curious, like, cause Eric is, he's pretty knowledgeable in a lot of this. So it'd be interesting that when he gets on here, we can rehash some of this stuff. Um, this but is a good talk though. I like it. It is. And I'm, I'm probably, as far as all this conversation goes, I'm probably in the camp, like with more like, yeah, God's pursuing us, but it's kind of like, again, I'm not, I'm not saying that the, like, I still, with the definition of what the Bible is supposed to mean to us, right? It's just like we hold the Bible a lot of times more sacred than we hold Jesus, which I sure. think is wrong. Sure. But um, it's like if God is always pursuing us, he's broadcasting on a certain frequency. A lot of people just aren't listening. Yeah. It's like they have the wrong channel on the walkie-talkie. Right. And the Bible is kind of like the instructions on how to get to the right channel so sure. that you can receive it. Sure. And that's kind of like how I think about it. I guess so my yeah. question then I, would be, and this is the lot, we can wrap it up after this, but uh-huh. my only question would be then <laughs> for the people who maybe don't have a Bible or mm-hmm. the people, people groups who we haven't even interpreted a Bible in their language yet, or yep. someone who just has yeah. maybe some pain like that guy who clearly has some pain or trauma from growing up in a religious or how, whenever he was in that religious kind of situation. Mm-hmm. But it's like, is it, is it possible to get there without the book? For I'm, sure. Yeah, I'm. I mean, yeah, and and just how they get there is, I don't know because I've I've had that question. And I think I brought well, that, that question up before on here. Yeah, and that's that's kind of was my launch pad was just like if if I truly just want to know him and know truth, I refuse to believe that he would allow me to land somewhere that's ultimately like a lie. But the difference is, you're not that person. Like you have access to the things that he's provided. Right, so it's not like you're in some third world country where you you're limited with what you can 
I feel like, like well, you know, my thoughts go to those people. Like, how do they do it? There must, and then you try and funnel like w- what their reality is into what your reality is, and then you're you're kind of limiting your potential of experiencing because you're cutting off some resources that you that you have access to. If that makes sense, and I think those like there's what do they call it the fifty ninety, like the around the equator where like that's the most the unreached, unreached yeah, people groups. whatever like there's <clears throat> there's no way because the bible says god is patient in ways so that everyone can be saved so like i don't with our limited i'd have no idea how but i believe that god's not going to allow a human being to live a life without him pursuing them some, I you mean, know, like, so you've heard of people, hope so. you've heard of There's people no in Western culture, just like, you know, just staring into nature and it's one point it just clicks yeah, and they just start crying. Like, and they just know, like, I mean, not that again, I again, agree. I mentioned the whole, like I mentioned it's before that, like, how do you explain the complicated story of Jesus and the redemption and all that? Like, right. I don't know. I think I you can have revelations in nature or any, at any point in time and be like, God is real. He created all of this. Uh-huh. But then, so then where's the jump to, okay, and then this is, this is, this is his exact name and I have to know his exact name or I go to hell. I think, I think because, cause like what happens it's to the probably not that, that just, complicated. I mean, it, it, I think with so our, our culture has a revelation. I mean, our culture, like, the way, the way our culture has been so much more complicated and has developed and everything. It's just like, we have a need to know things. And I think that's, yeah. you know, a lot of things it, like we just, we feel like, all right, we need to know the name. You know, we need to know the name to call out. We need to know this. Well, we need I mean, to know that. Or how those the Bible is pretty there. clear, though, that like there's going to be people who do miracles in my name, but I didn't know you, so you still go to hell. Totally, and it's different, just though. like, yeah, that's different. But it's those if are you people. don't know because it all oh, the Bible. I forget was it. it Nah, I think it's Mark. Uh, what doesn't matter, but it's like confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what happens to the person that has a revelation in nature and they're just like, God is for sure real. Yeah. But they never get to the place where it's like, and he also revealed to me that his name is Jesus. And that is the only way for me to go to heaven. Right. And I have to believe that he died and was resurrected. Like they have no reference for that. Right. Sure. So no, it's like I know. those people go to hell. Yeah, that's what I've, that's what I brought up before. And I don't think, I don't think we're going to find the answer here. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I, but it's, it's, get, a, it's a good theme yeah. that we should continue to think about and maybe do, you know, I mean, if anyone hears anything that could contribute to that conversation, we can bring it up later podcast, but um, to stay on, <laughs> there is no topic, but <laughs> just to go to the next thing. This was interesting, and it goes back to the abortion thing. Um, so before abortion was legalized in 1973, women would often turn to faith leaders for help securing abortions. The Clergy Consultation Service, a coalition of Protestant, Christian, and Jewish leaders, helped more than 400,000 women access abortions while the procedure was still illegal. That's interesting. Um, that is interesting. Yeah. No, I mean... And, and some of this, you know, comes back to, because like, realistically, I know the loudest voice in the Christian community is just like pro-life and whatever. And even though there's nuance to that discussion, um, but it's interesting. That's just like, it seemingly, there was a lot of people that were just like, you know, yeah. Like Gabby was saying, like pro-life is pro-life of the woman, pro-life of the baby. 
I don't know what the understanding was of the procedure or what life really meant at that time in the seventies or whatever, but, um, yeah, it just kind of brings another perspective. And it's just like the church's stance as a whole may not have been this, like it may, wasn't always what we see it as today. Um, and I just think that's interesting. Any thoughts? So just read the beginning part real quick again. Just this about before abortion was legalized in 1973, women would often turn to faith leaders for help securing abortions. The clergy consultation service, a coalition of Protestant Christian and Jewish leaders helped more than 400,000 women access abortions while the procedure was still illegal. Um, yeah, there, there was, uh, there was something, there was something here that said that like abortions had been happening even in Bible times. Wait, abortion has been ha- practiced by, here's a comment. Abortion has been practiced by people for millennia, includes Bible times. At the time, they used herbal abortificence. It's probably a term used for some kind of herb or drug that they would take to, you know, basically trigger an abortion. Yeah. Um, it's also common during American history. It was most often done to skirt an illegitimate birth. Yeah, that's. That's a little sketch. Um, yeah, see, that's a hard part because there's a lot. They of- did not have the view that life begins at conception. That that I think is the biggest thing that's changed. I think for the most part, a lot of people never thought that way, but we do now. I don't know if that's that because what, of science and technology, at- conception or whatever, right? Or heartbeat. Some people like to define it as right. Like so, I heard an interesting conversation too, and I'm not. I'm still trying to figure it out because I, in my mind, it's like when I really think about compassion and and life and valuing life, you know, I I do believe that like every life does matter and it whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. It, but we also live. I guess it does matter. But we also live in times where it's just like people don't have the ability or resource to actually like raise children, and but they're still having them, and. I just, I guess I heard one interesting argument that was saying is like, we use like the whole viability argument when it comes to, and I'm not saying I necessarily believe it, but I just thought it was an interesting point, but it's like, oh, like the baby's not viable yet. So, you know, we, and I don't know, people disagree on what that line is. Like when a technically a baby is viable, is it a heartbeat is something. And someone was just saying, it's just like a baby a baby's not viable even after nine months after a healthy pregnancy. If you leave it on the table, it's going to die. Like infants, like human infants, unlike almost every other mammal, are completely useless and helpless for the first, like what, year of their life? Yeah. Even in the sense of like just moving. Like almost every other mammal when it's born, like comes out and, you know, like you see the little baby giraffe come out and walk all like stupid. But at the end of it, I mean, day one, it's walking. And like eating and feeding. Yeah. And they were saying like the gestation period of most mammals, especially our size, would be close for like two years. But then because of whether it's evolution or what, when it comes to the size of, of the womb and, and the size of the pelvis, like you're at this like race between like the baby growing and then becoming too large to still make its way out of the birth canal. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like because of the way we are at least physiologically created, it's like it has to come out at like around nine months, give or take, but it's still completely underdeveloped in the sense of like most other mammals where they're going to be in there for years. So when they come out, they're essentially just like, they can like walk and they need to be taught how to feed themselves. But you know, they just follow around mom and dad. I just thought it was an interesting argument. Yeah. What was the the argument? 
he was just saying that like, cause he was, it was just two people talking and, and someone was just like, well, the baby is not viable yet. And he was basically just saying like, no baby's viable even at nine months or even 10, 12 months at even a month after it's born, because it still can't like, it still needs to be held fed. It's like, there's no point in the first like six months, even after birth where baby's really viable. You might breathe oxygen until it's an interesting, it's but an just an interesting yeah. thing. It's also interesting that like, it's still like if, if someone, if someone kills a pregnant woman, it's still considered double homicide. <clears throat> well, I mean, if they're, if we're considering like a fetus to be a baby at this point, right? Well, that's what child he's saying with that argument. should be paid as soon as someone's pregnant. It should be child abuse. If someone like hits or, you know, abuses a pregnant woman, like there's all the, all these types of things that should be, it's just like almost like a double standard. Like it's a, it's a, it's a baby like when you're getting an abortion, but when all these other things come into play. Well, no, I mean, I think that's I, what he's saying. It's like, it's yeah, well, there's, there's double side. standards everywhere. Cause yeah. there, there are people who would say that you should have the right to decide if you want the baby after you have the baby. But those same people likely would like give shit if you were to like kill a baby giraffe once it comes out or something like animal activists on that side. You know what I mean? So there's double standards that exist on both sides everywhere. It's a complicated conversation. Mm-hmm. I think the um, hard part too with just the whole concept is that we talked about this before, but it's like we've turned like through this kind of sexual revolution, we've turned like sex into just a very normal common part of life instead of really seeing it as something for one man and one woman to only do. Mm-hmm. And because we've gotten to that point, I mean, not saying it's, I mean, the Bible would say it's wrong, but you know, regardless, just looking at culturally, it's mm-hmm. like, these are just the unintended consequences of kind of like moving through this sexual revolution where sex is just something that adults do. And then sometimes you get babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, monogamy period is one of those things where it's just kind of like you can, you don't even have to be a Christian to understand that if you just like, if you sleep around, there are consequences, whether it's STDs, whether it's unwanted pregnancies, you know, whatever. But then there's also ways to, I think part of the problem too, is like, there's ways to do it responsibly, right? Like, yeah. No, Another aspect that's challenging is in an attempt to help people, we've created all of these government programs where we subsidize like single motherhood. And so it's like at some point, I don't know how this happened, but at some point in the last, you know, 60, 70 years, because you can go back and look at statistics and it's like most people had like two parents in the home. And then it's like slowly over time, it's just like more and more common. Mm-hmm. And I just think, you know, there's certainly an argument to be made for, you know, if you have a toxic home, don't necessarily stay together just because yeah. staying together if, if, or if you're not willing to figure it out or work it out. But I just think it's, we've just slowly moved in a different direction where it's, well, it's now like, it's very it's, impossible. There's no situations. consequence for unbridled promiscuity. I mean, it almost, you know, I mean, it's just like. Yeah, you can do what you want. You don't have to be careful because the government's got you covered. Have you guys heard of the the women condoms with teeth? Oh wow! Ouch. <laughs> basically, you can wear it, and if you, oh, like if, if you you're get, raped, or, if you're raped, yeah. and basically the the teeth of the condom bite down on the penis, and 
clamp down. Yeah. And it and it, you can't get it off too. You have to go to a hospital to get it off. But what do you mean? So how do you put that on someone? Still so comes you out. You put though, it right? inside you as and, the woman. Yeah. Oh wow. So that's like or all, I guess you can put it times? up your butt, Luke, if you want to just be protected. It's probably similar to like a tampon. Like, <laughs> do you imagine an any, not an Audi? You're just like going around <laughs> like I dare you to rape me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 it's just like it's yeah. No, that's, that's probably not a good way to say it. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> You know, you think about these things. I just yeah. got to say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, God, I just, can just imagine being like a nurse at the hospital and some guy comes in. What other explanation is there? Oh, my yeah, girlfriend I, I forgot to take it out. Yeah. I, was just, I thought it was a normal condom. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah, right, uh, right. That's, hold on, hold they on. They look First scary, all, too, if you guys ever want to look them up. <laughs> they know. look terrifying. Well, hold on. I'm just going to just not so rape scary. people. <laughs> That's That'd a better be route. That's That'd a be better route. I'm just going to not rape. Hold on, hold on. Good job. Like the, other, just, <laughs> the only thing I've been thinking about, well, not the only thing, but a lot of things <laughs> to think about. Thing. One of the things I'm thinking about, grilled cheese? I'm sitting there like, wait, there's female condoms? What have I been doing? Like, why am I putting this thing on? Hold on. That's a very, well... Because See, you got to do something. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that goes back. I saw this really cool. So a guy I like to follow, Aubrey Marcus. He, I mean, OMG. Wow. You saw it? Uh, They're scary looking. Do it. Look at it. Look at it. It's, it's like, just, we just live in yeah, this. Yeah, it's like got a, like, like fish hooks. It's God. Lines of them. No, no. I mean, there's no, probably, that away. there's probably eight on each side. And there's four sides. They got barbs and everything. Barbs. Like it's like they're, once they're it's like going in, it's the not one, coming out. They're one-way barbs, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Hook them like a bass. Yeah, you're never going to release again after. <laughs> oh I mean, my. I would be in favor of that, though. Like, if someone is. For sure. Rape is rape. Literally <laughs> accused of rape. Castrate. Cut it off. Sorry, bro. You done messed up. Man. You don't get a second chance. What if it's a, what if it's a, a shady lady, though? And she's like just doing it because she's trying to get back at the dude or something. Because there's that too. Yeah, no, I agree. But that's why I think the the teeth condom is awesome. Yeah, sure. Because then there's no, just, there's no, there's really nothing you can. I say. think there's yeah. something yeah. innately in men, and this could be just way off basis, but it's like there's a there's an old saying that says like women sleep with who they want, men sleep with who they can. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> Yeah. End of the day, like testosterone. As a man to be raped by a woman, it's like, I mean, yeah. And I then, mean, and then you would and get. First of you, all, you would, you would I get. Mean, that could still gets a little. You this gets the a little only messy. time you have that scenario if is if drugged. it's an older. Well, yeah, if you're drugged or if it's like like but a teacher student type situation, like where the student just like doesn't. Like they're doing the it because they think it's cool and their friends are going to think they're awesome. But at that point, but you're still, still kind of willing. Rape. There's a difference, yeah. though. Here's the difference. A man has to be turned on to have sex. A woman doesn't. Mm. Right? That's interesting. You can just take a woman and force yourself. But, like, a man, like, to get an erection, like... I mean, I'm not always... like, you got to be turned on. Not necessarily. You, you're not no, you've heard of the NRB. I mean, unless NRB. you like, Viagra. No, no, no. no. You if, can, of, of a woman unprovoked started pleasuring you, you would just... Like, well, not, but it I'm can saying, naturally still happen but even I'm if saying, you don't want it to. As a woman, to be in a position of, like, being raped, it's, like, horrific. Like, it's probably just, like, like for a man, it's, like, in the day, it's, like, oh, this feels great. <laughs> I'm, 
no further comments for me. Listen, no listen. Comments. But it's like as a woman, just because that's our experience. Because I would agree that if it was me, probably like you could blindfold me and it'd probably be it'd be, it'd be a dude, and I wouldn't know. You know what I mean? Like, so it's <laughs> that, like that got weird. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. That, no, I know. I but know. you know what I mean. It's like no, I'm, I'm not. You know what I mean. You don't I know disagree. what's you don't know what's going on down there but, if you're but blindfolded. That's what I'm saying it's like I think it's just so different where like uh, and. Most, it's probably very uncommon that a woman would be able to overpower a man. Uh, yeah, less common for sure. I just think, I just think it's Unless like we like to say, like, like, oh, well, women can rape men too. I'm like, well, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot more difficult for sure. But like, yeah, I, I think one of the big things is like a drug, the drug situation is tough. Like, so if you drug someone, like roofie someone, yeah, yeah, that's that in my, like, that's one of the only way, like, that you could really make that argument what saying a woman roofies a man yeah yeah but if you get roofie that thing's not going up you sure about that i've never been roofie yeah. all, <laughs> that like, was a bold statement all it needs is blood flow bro That's maybe we saying. need well yeah but if you're roofied like root like i've never been roofied but I you're just so like, sorry i did this like yeah, i this is didn't know fault. the whole condom part was gonna these are things that we all think about that we just want to talk about all the time. We never have a chance to. We don't want to talk about this. All the time. Yeah, this is not on my. Sorry. I'm not going to lie. Me and Justin like to talk about this I'm not stuff. Say we got here because of the teeth condom thing, but I'm just kidding. If I would have known, <laughs> I retract. So Uno Mas, we'll do one more. Um, uh, so, so I don't know if what I'm about to say is completely off base or not, but I have the feeling that a lot of other Christians base their worldview and truth on quotes, on what they were told by other Christians. We've talked about this before. Doesn't make more sense for us to base thing, to think, wait, these two things on what we personally find in Scripture and then pray and meditate on. Isn't the Holy Spirit the ultimate source of wisdom? Shouldn't we go to God first and what others say about him through him and be informed in that way? I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about Christian existentialism lately and I often feel like our personal relationship with Jesus is the most important relationship we could ever have. I believe that from that relationship that our worldviews, values, truths are given to us. If we t am I mumbling again? <laughs> I was like, are you guys literally following along? Yeah, yeah I got you. Okay. If we take, if we You're take, multitasking if this, we take so. what our pastors, our friends, and folks online say about God as absolute truth, then it isn't really God's truth, is it? <laughs> Thank you for that last. Few I mean, words. I take. I personally believe that. Because yeah. whether you call it the Holy Spirit or even your conscience, like when you really get real with yourself and you get rid of the ego, I think it's, I, I think, think everyone can get this, to a point. It just, it really just goes along the same do. lines of what we've talked about of like the board, cutting the board, cutting the board. And it's just like at one point, if that person in that line of people, <laughs> if one of those people doesn't like find it for themselves and like really know for themselves, instead of like just getting spoon fed by their pastor, you know, I mean, who like, cause, mm -hmm. cause that pastor who even knows about the pastor, that pastor may have gone into his word and, and, you know, really like meditated about his message that he, or he might've ripped another dude. Sermon. He may have ripped it off someone else. So it's just, you never know when you're getting like, so, and I will say that the Bible is really important in that regard in that that is the only like baseline we have. Well, we come from a long line in history of like when the Roman, when the Romans married the church and they developed like the Roman Catholic whole situation. I mean, they literally, I'm pretty sure they like made it. So I don't know if it was like illegal, but it's like only the priest can read this book and interpret it. Like they, yeah. they, because of wanting control, 
they literally made it so you're not allowed to hear from God. Only your priest can do that. And that so you that, that, go to your priest to know what God says. That started a toxic trend. Well, and that's that was where we were ultimately birthed yeah. out of. Yeah. That is not even the way. Protestant. I mean, that was a break away from that, but there's still such a tendency because even like Martin Luther, like when you really like dive into the story, he basically did his like, was it 99 thesis or however, however many, I forget the exact number, but he stapled it to all the different churches about basically where it's like, y'all are messing up. This isn't what the Bible actually says. And then the government clamped down on him and he basically retracted everything. Cause he was like, okay, never mind. I don't want to go end up in a prison somewhere. So I'll, I'll just do it your way. Clamp down on them like a barbed condom. I can't even get that out of my head now. I'm just thinking about it. You're welcome. I'm thinking about the pain. I just, I can't. That's how I feel about the Buffalo Grill cheese. Well, you never have to worry about that. You're married. Yeah, I know. But I'm just like, the fact that that exists. Like, you know what I mean? Like, something you'll never be exposed to, but you just knowing that it exists is disturbing to you. It's sad you know what I mean? it has it's to exist. It's not disturbing to me. I love it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anybody that that gets it deserves it. I I agree with you. Um, so is it rigid? <laughs> like, how does it maintain its shape? Like, or or does it? How does it? Okay, I'm not. I will do my own research on this. Maybe I won't. <laughs> um, yeah, I would be curious to see like how you remove it because like yeah, if you like right. just go go in there and, like try to remove it. Is it going to clamp down on your on your finger or hand or like whatever you're trying to take it out? Is it like a? Do you have to get like a <laughs> pair of utensils and <laughs> pull it out with like some removal steps? Oh. And how how deep does it go? Because it's like, what if the guy's got you know, unfortunately, a little package and it just doesn't make it? Well, then the effect of the rape would be. Well, yeah. how, anyway, but how does it stay it in deep? Like, but how does it stay in... super? I don't know. I'm just devil's avocados. Oh, devil's you're avocados. saying if you chose the muscles over the big wiener. And the would you rather? <laughs> no, no, if you're just getting, if you're, <laughs> this is the worst conversation ever. <laughs> uh, okay. Man, this is why we're here. Not why we're here. This happens when we're here. <clears throat> anyway, um, we'll end it. Thanks, everyone. Uh, for, great place. Uh, thanks, everyone. I'm sorry. Just, for, I'm sorry for what you've had here today. Hey, and, just don't forget, go Google it. Get a, yeah, and, oh, get a good look. Please Google it, you know. Can we get uh, Buffalo grilled cheeses next pod and eat them during the pod? Yes. Well, one wow. of the, one of the biggest things Christina was saying, like Amazing. from the other pods is that like when any of us are sick or we're eating or it's just, it's just a nasty sound in the mics. I get that. Which I tend to ignore, but like, it, I mean, it, it could bug some people. So. All right. Maybe post pod. No, yeah, no, well, we could just chew. When you're stuffy, Off JJ won't let you. Off. Do we eat on? Be on the podcast. <laughs> oh, you have to. She said something, and I was like, "I made Gabby be on the podcast. I took ownership of that." <laughs> I forced her. Because Gabby is part of the brand. We are. We are the brand. We are Gabs and the Birdie Boys. Except for today. Today we're just the freaking. Oh, you want to hear boys. some trash? Loser boys. I got an email from Amazon. Those pompous. Uh oh. Let it out. I can't even finish this because <laughs> this is like they're only one. One seller sells these range finders. You can just buy it from someone no, else. No, but it's like it's the highest rated one for like the price point because most of them like fall between like two and three hundred bucks. Did for you really read good the reviews? Ones. Are they all bots though? I mean, there's like sixty five hundred. It has so many more reviews. It was like four and a half star, and it was by far like the most reviewed at that price point with the highest review. Okay, and it was like Trusted. basically bought it. It was supposed to come that day from like between like ten and three that day. 
didn't. Amazon said I looked running for it later, late. and they're like, "Sorry, it's delayed." And then it was like, "It's not going to be here for a week." I'm like, uh, "That's trash." Like, mm-hmm. Amazon Prime is like, too, like you're going to go seven days on me now. You know what though? And it's then like, it's just like everything I tried ordering last minute for the Fourth of July. Yeah, it's like. Fair. All these guys buying rangefinders before the Fourth of July weekend is like I'm sure. Now, what really grinds my gears is uh, yeah. this morning I received oh, an email from Amazon, and they're just like, "Update: It will be delivered today between ten and 2 I'm like, "Screw uh, you guys! That's tough. today. We're gonna be on the golf course as it's being delivered <laughs> to my front door. Unless it's right now. Freaking! Did you? Get I just it? don't got time. You, you should have got it delivered here. You should have mm. gotten delivered here. That may have solved everything. Gabby. Maybe those no, guys just don't going yet. into don't like she going into it. your neighborhood. Some of those guys are just like, nah, not today. I'm not I'm not going into here today. <laughs> like, give that route to the new guy. It is a it pita is. to get in your neighborhood. Yeah. Would you like to back to your house? You know, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. And there's a gate. There's so a gate. many things. I don't think I'll ever move into another gated place. Our gate gets up. broken every like a month, anyways. Yeah, it's just. It's like what's or someone follows someone in. It's like what's the yeah. Point? Anyone who really wants to get in there, you're not stopping anyone. Yeah, it's for looks. I Which mean, the only thing is like, effective is the guard. But then yeah, like anyone who visits you door. is a pain. Like I, I literally have people who live like in a in a place where there's a guard, and it like makes me not want to go to their house. Do you have to? I'm like I, literally, I've do done this before. To, I've been like, hey man, hey guys, do you want to come over? It's like no, you want to come over to our house? It's like no. Not really. So what do you have to do at the guard stand? Do you have to like, so there's, do you have to get a hold of the people before they let you in? Well, so, so there's one where it's like, um, you can put your license in and sometimes it'll right. scan it and open the gate for you. But if not, it's like, I'm cool with that one. But the thing is, then they know who you the, are. it's not so much the process. It's the line of people. Because a lot yeah. of times if people aren't on this list, they got to call the resident. They'd be like, all right, this person. So like, it's not like they have two lanes. The pizza delivery. Oh Yeah. Yeah, waiting in know. like behind 10 cars trying to talk to this gate guy half of them have to call the residents and it's mm-hmm. such a long drawn out process and i'm just like i hate this yeah the actual one of the hardest ones to get in is like my grandma's like retirement community and they're like mobile homes i'm just like yeah yeah right. i mean i guess i get it no i mean largely funny helpless is, individuals that well, can't I mean, really defend themselves yeah, so you get dude, who's going in there to steal stuff right like oh, crackheads <laughs> to name one <laughs> I don't know at that point I don't know a lot of assumptions here Justin <laughs> what I think is literally no oh, one's crazy. interested in robbing those communities but the old people need to feel safe that's all it's about that's fair I mean honestly dude I, again like I'm not I will live like on route 50 like when I'm old as like if it comes get to get like, a house by a Austin's and then oh He's been having some. He's fun. been having some issues with one of his Airbnbs. Ouch. I guess there's prostitutes right out on the main road, and there's this one house that like just selling drugs all the time. And he made sure it was it was marijuana, crack, and meth. <laughs> and they're building a drive-through like, window in their house building a to <laughs> sell the drugs. What? <laughs> he was literally what, on what the cops kinda... yesterday. He was like, he was like, what do I do? This is affecting like my Airbnb business, my family, our income. It's, it's next to his house. No, like so his house is like deep in in the road, like by the lake, and sure. at the front of the road <laughs> is this house on the corner. <laughs> HOA approved a drug drive-through. No HOA. He doesn't do HOAs. And that's I guess, the like, downside. I guess the oh, police are basically the like, well, no that's tough. if you catch him in the act, just give us a call and we'll head that way. <laughs> we'll head that How way. How did he figure out? Did he do a little recon? How did he figure out what no, kind of I drugs he, they were selling? I think a, like a couple of the, 
Yeah, I'm sure that was just an assumption, the kind of drug. But Dang, I think just insane. a couple of the guests staying at his Airbnb were like, yeah, pretty sure we saw some prostitutes out by the main road. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let's get some rates. That's tough. Anyway. That's tough. That was that was <laughs> Anyways, a whole, we'll that. That was a whole five minutes we'll of end bullshit. It there. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>